Hey, welcome back to the Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing dreams to dollars, how to apply your entrepreneurial vision. And uh, I posted something this week on uh, the Iron Sharpens Iron Facebook page. And basically it said, a goal is just a vision of what can be. Don't make it any harder than that. A goal is just a vision of what can be. Don't make it any harder than that. I, I coach guys all the time. Like, I don't know. I don't know my vision. I don't know. I don't know where we want to go. You're making it too hard. You're just making it too hard. Okay. A goal is just a vision of what could be, where could be, where could we be? That's all it is. Get creative. Okay. So I started in 1990 with $274 in a used truck, little Ford Ranger with no air conditioning. And we lived in a, we got married, uh, bought a house, 800 square foot ranch house, all run down, was a rental property. We, we got a good deal on it. First house. So we renovated it over time cleaned it up, made it look like a nice little uh, ranch house, had two-car garage. And uh, so as I, uh, and we started McAfee all the same year. So at first I, I had a little, I had a little office in a spare bedroom with a little desk. I'll show a picture of that up here. Uh, but I sat at a kitchen table most of the time. And I had, you know, stuff laid out on the table, room to work. I don't even know what I did. I'll be honest with you at the get go, probably planning stuff out. But anyway, I sat at this cage kitchen table and every once in a while I'd stand up and I'd look out the backyard and I'd visualize one day I'm going to have a garage back there where I can actually walk back to my office, have a little bit of room for storage, park my trucks back there around the garage. As you can see, it happened. But that was my first vision, okay? That was my first vision of something. I mean, I started the company. I always wanted to start a company, so I guess you could say that was my first vision, start a company. But I started the company, and then I started visualizing things. This is visualizing. This is how I wanted it to look like. This is what I wanted to see. This is how I wanted it to be, okay? It, it came to be because I kept visualizing it. And, and finally, I had the money to build a garage, and I built a garage. It was a 24 by 24 garage, almost split down the middle, half storage warehouse, half office. But if you walked into that office, it was as nice as my office today. It looked like a professional office, minus that darn window shaker in the window, uh, it was just easy. It was a heat pump, and it was just convenient and easy to heat and cool that office without running ductwork and everything else we had to do. So if anybody wants to make fun of that, that's okay. It worked well for us. Okay, so then I had an opportunity to buy some land. It was about three acres with a pond attached to it, and I bought the land and I paid it off over a couple years, but I we would sit out front of that property on the street, and it was a half wooded lot, 
that the, the trees were going to have to come down in order to put the building there. But I would sit literally for hours and I would visualize. This is a vision. I'd visualize. This is where the driveway comes in. This is where the building sits. This is where we park our trucks. This is where we exit. And I just visualize, visualize, visualize. Until one day we broke ground, we cleared the property, we broke ground, and we started building. And my vision came true, okay? Um, remember, when Walt Disney passed away and they were all concerned that Walt didn't get to see Walt Disney completely built, and his wife said, yes, he did. He's been seeing it for years. So he saw it already. It just, he didn't see it while he was alive, but he saw it in his mind. Okay. And so we did that. And then we actually built a house uh, right after we built the building. We built a new house. We had an opportunity. That, that house that we started in actually got tore down to put a bypass in on the highway that was close by. So the state of Ohio bought our house. So we we bought some acreage. We did the same thing there. We'd sit. It was a new development, but we'd sit in front of that acreage and we'd visualize where the house was and where the driveway came in and, you know, even, you know, down to where the swing set was going to be in the backyard and all this stuff. I mean, it's a, a visual. And then, and the house was built and it, it turned out like we visualized it. Okay. And then later on, we, we bought some, uh, we ended up outgrowing the building for warehouse space. So we needed some extra warehouse space. So I bought a building and I went into that building and I, and it needed completely cleared and renovated. And I visualized it. We're going to tear all this out and we're going to put shelving over here. We're going to put this over here, this over here, this over here. I visualized it and we're going to put a security fence around it. When it got done, it was like the vision. And then we bought other buildings where we put sheet metal shop and we had to go in. It was an old printing company and we had to go in and clear it all out, clean it all out, tear things down, make it just into a shell and then start over. And I had to visualize it. This is how I want it done. This is where I want, you know, the machinery to sit. All the stuff started with a vision. And then, I mean, from time and time again until we got into this 30,000 square foot building that another building that needed it renovated because even though it was a multi-million dollar building, it was run down. The, the people had the last people that leased it used it as a billing company. So they never had a customer come through the door. So it was just run down. It had 75 leaks in the roof, original carpet, original paint. I had to come in and I had to visualize everything. What's this going to look like? Can we tear this wall out? Can we make this over here? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do this? Complete visual of what we wanted to do. And then I brought my team in and got their opinion. And we started visualizing. And then when we did the work, we did it in-house. And we did a lot of it ourselves during slow times. And... We subcontracted a lot of it out, but we visualized it and we made it exactly like we saw it. Um, it's called Dreams to Dollars. I just like the name of that. 
Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Okay, what is an entrepreneurial vision? It refers to the clear and forward thinking, like I talked about here earlier, which guides an entrepreneur it guides our actions, our decisions. It encompasses the ability to visualize the desired future state of a business and then navigate towards it and even navigate through it once it's built. A strong entrepreneurship vision acts as a compass. It provides direction and purpose. In the Marine Corps, they would drop us off out of a helicopter, drop us off somewhere. We had no idea where we were. All we had was a compass and a few other supplies. And we had to figure out how to get out of there and how to get uh, to camp. And with a handful of guys, a platoon, we'd, we'd figure it out. Uh, but all we had was a compass, really, to figure it out, our location. And so the vision provides direction and purpose. You got to have a vision. You got to know where you're going. And it allows entrepreneurs to set goals, identify opportunities, and make informed decisions which align with long-term objectives. Okay? For the purpose of this class, we're going to talk more about long-term objectives. Because in today's world, everything's short-term. Everything is six months to a year. So without a vision, nothing happens. Imagine going on a trip without knowing where you're going, without your GPS, without a map, and you just drive. I mean, that's kind of like running a business without a vision. It makes no sense. Now, I want to read this. I don't normally sit and read, but I like this story. Uh, so this is number one, the power of a vision. It's a story about Rob Campbell. He was the CEO of Volt, a wireless software provider still in business today for hospitals and point-of-care facilities. In 1977, Campbell was a young programmer who was excited about emer uh, an, uh, the emerging class of personal computers coming up. He began searching for a position at one of the companies at the forefront of the revolution. Uh, Campbell first visited Tandy Computers, and he asked them this question. What is the, your vision for personal computers? And here's what they said. Tandy Computers, which are no longer around, by the way. Here's what they said. We think it could be the next big thing on everyone's wish list for the holiday season. Very uninspired, Campbell visited Commodore Computers, a company that introduced a personal computer in 1977. Commodore stock was trading at less than $1 per share. And he said, what is your vision for the personal computer? And they said, we think it could help our stock rise to $2 a share. Commodore, um, they were uninspired. So Campbell then took a trip 
and decided to take Steve Jobs up on an invitation to meet for lunch. And he said to Steve, what is your vision for the personal computer? Campbell said, what happened next still gives him goosebumps. Steve Jobs was a magical storyteller. And he said for the next hour, he talked about how personal computers were going to change the world. He painted a picture of how it would change everything about the way we worked, educated our children, and entertained ourselves. You couldn't help but buy in to his vision, said Campbell. That was the one thing that separated Steve Jobs from the other. That was just one thing. But you get it? Steve Jobs had a vision. He was excited about it. So my challenge to you is, number one, do you have a vision? Number two, are you excited about it? Number three, are you getting your team excited about it? Do they know your vision? Are they on board? Are they moving toward it? Are they, are they passionate about it? And that's what number two is. The importance of aligning your team with, an, with your entrepreneurial vision. Number one, it brings focus. When your team shares and understands your entrepreneurial vision, everyone is working toward the same goals and objectives. This alignment ensures that the team members are on the same page. I constantly preach, get your team on the same page. And they better buy into your way and your vision and everything else you're doing for your at your company. Because they are your company. If they're not on board, your company's going in the wrong direction. So they have to be able to focus their efforts on, a, on achieving that vision. See, it starts off as your vision. You're the owner. But as you spread it onto your team, and they buy into it, and they're passionate about it, and they're running with it, it becomes the company vision. It's no longer your vision. It's the company vision because everybody's on board and everybody's moving the same direction, which, which causes, number two, motivation. When team members are connected to the overarching vision, they often feel a sense of purpose and ownership. So they own it. They own the vision. And you want them to own the vision. If you're an owner that gets upset that your team's owning your vision, you got a problem. You shouldn't be owner. Because you should be coming up with ideas and letting your team pretend they own them. Because they do own them. All right? And then what else does it do? Well, they adapt and overcome, which is a great Marine Corps term. In the dynamic and ever-changing business landscape, having an aligned team is essential to adaptability and resilience. When your team understands the big picture and the long-term vision, notice I said long-term vision, are you in it for the long haul or the short? There's your answer why I'm going to talk about long-term today. They can make more informed decisions. See, informed people make better decisions. And if you inform them and they're into this long-term vision, then they can make informed decisions. And when the team sees the big picture, you can all overcome many obstacles that would typically hold you back. 
which is basically lack of communication, okay? This alignment is essential for achieving business goals and building a strong, cohesive, and effective team. That's how important this is, folks. So the first thing you got is it's the power of the vision. And then you've got aligning your team. Now, when you talk about aligning of the team, then you've got to talk about the development of your vision. And here are three ways a business owner develops their own entrepreneurial vision. Number one, self-reflection and ideation. Okay? Self-reflection begins by reflecting on your own values, passions, and strengths. Okay? What are you truly passionate about? What are you truly passionate about in your business? What are your core values and beliefs? What are some things that are just black and white, no gray area, can't change in your business? And you're so darn passionate about it that it's got to take place that way. What unique skills and experiences do you bring to the table? Well, first of all, you got to be the visionary. Okay? You got to be the visionary. You've got the team, but without your vision, the team can't align. They can't make things happen. So understanding yourself better can help you align your vision with your personal aspirations and strengths, which strengthens your vision, okay? And then you've got ideation, which is basically the capacity for or the act of forming or entertaining ideas. So ideation is coming up with ideas. You're you're it, okay? Now, I get my ideas from a lot of different things. I get my ideas from what I read. I, I get my ideas from doing my Bible devotions in the morning. God doesn't come to me with an audible voice and say, Greg, here's an idea. But I read something and I go, maybe I can apply that in business and strengthen my vision with it, okay? Happens all the time. Brainstorming ideas and possibilities for your business is is a great thing to do on a regular basis. What's a regular basis? Quarterly? I still believe in the SWOT analysis. That's brainstorming ideas and possibilities. Think about problems you want to solve, the needs you want to address, or the opportunities you want to seize. Encourage creative thinking and explore various scenarios for the future of your business. It's very important. From developing your vision, you've got market research and customer insights. Under market research and customer insights, you've got market analysis, understanding your industry trends. It's very important. Where's your industry going? What's the competitive landscape look like? Who's your competitor? Who's your top three competitors? If there's 500 or 1,000 companies in your market, please don't tell me you have a 500 or 1,000 competitors because you probably only have three to five. But you better know them, and you better know them well. You better know about how many people they have. You better know where they're located. You better know what they carry. You better know just about what they do in a year, revenue-wise. You better know how they sell. You better know how they service. You better know how many Google reviews they have and what Google review rating they have. 
and and you and you should know what their customer looks like. I, I take that very serious because those are the ones I deal with the most, and and those are the ones I want to beat the most. It's called competition for a reason. Somebody's got to win. Okay. So when you identify gaps or unmet needs in the market that your business can address, it's called an opportunity. And then you've got customer insights where you talk to customers and potential customers and get feedback. Understand their pain points. What are they looking for in your kind of company? What unmet needs do they have in the market that your business can fulfill? Very important. I've said often, when I started McAfee, I, I didn't have a list of what I was going to do. I had a list of what I wasn't going to do. I had a list from my co the companies that I worked for previously that I said I would never do. <clears throat> I will never not advertise. I will never not be reactive all the time. I will never not handle my money well to where it puts me under. I will never have a short vision and not see opportunity. So I had a list of what I would not do, which made me successful when um, over the first period of business, over the first 10 years. It wasn't instant. I didn't just come up with a what not to do and boy, we just took off. That's not how it works. But boy, that, that helped me. And the customer insights, I incorporated these into my vision you know, as meeting customers' needs as often as possible, better than anyone else. And then number three on the uh, developing the vision, long-term goal setting and strategic planning. So you define, you set long-term goals. Like I said, long-term, not six months, not a year. Uh, you see your business in five years, 10 years, 20 years. Setting clear, ambitious goals can help shape your vision and provide a sense of purpose. I've been in business 33 years, okay? It's hard to believe because it just seems like I started not too long ago. It doesn't seem like 33 years, but it's 33 years. And I had goals, 5, 10, 15, 20, out 20 years. And I've hit a lot of those goals. And I've exceeded a lot of those goals. But we have goals today. We still have long-term goals today. Whether, whether I'm steering the ship or not, the company has goals. And we have strategic planning. We develop a strategic plan. We believe in that SWOT analysis. And we develop a strategic plan that outlines the steps and the strategies needed for the long-term goals. You got to have that. And this plan includes actionable steps. I just bought a shirt the other day, and it says plan, 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 plan. And then they're all crossed off. And the last word is action. You got to put action to it. You know, I started working out again. So that's, that's a workout shirt. I'm not just planning to work out anymore. I'm working out. I'm in the gym. I'm feeling good. Okay? As of today, I've lost about 63 pounds. So I feel really good. And I'm, I'm putting action to my words. I have a goal to lose so much weight. I have a goal to gain so much muscle. And I'm putting action to the words. 
So you've got to have actionable steps. You've got to have timelines. You've got to have resource allocation. Your vision should align with overarching strategic direction of your business. If it doesn't, you're not going to be successful. Okay? So we've got the power of the vision. We've got aligning your team. We've got developing your vision. Lastly, I just want to talk about the need to continue to nurture and refine your vision. And I want to look towards some people who have done it well. And I'm looking first to Steve Jobs. I know I talk about him often, but Steve said this. If you're working on something exciting that you really care about, then you don't have to be pushed because your vision will pull you. Your vision pulls you. Your vision takes you to the next level. It pulls you to the next level. But you got to have that strong vision. And then Jeff Bezos said, we are stubborn on vision. He said, we are flexible on details, but we don't give up on things easily and we stick to the vision. We're stubborn on vision. And then Walt Disney, which you can see right down here on that little plaque, if you can dream it, you can do it. But you got to dream it first. Like I said at the beginning, a goal is just a vision of what can be. Don't make it any harder than that. I, I see guys sweating over coming up with a vision and goals. and It's just a vision of what can be. Put your creative hat on and think about what this place could look like. What could it look like if it was impossible to fail? What could we do? How many people could we have? How many trucks could we have? How many people could we serve? Get creative. And then Conrad Hilton, you know, he owned uh, some small hotels. He said, to achieve big things, you have to Dream big dreams. It always starts with a dream. Worked pretty well for Conrad. And then, of course, always go back to the Bible. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. In other words, where there is no vision for your company, your company dies. It's, it can't live without the vision. And you're supposed to be the visionary. So come up with one. Call me if you need to. I'll give you some ideas. Call someone else if you need to. There's plenty of coaches out there today. There's plenty of mentors out there today. Call someone in another state who's very successful. Get ideas how they came up with their vision. How's it work for them? But come up with one because you got to have a vision. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You're not going to be around 33 years if you don't have a vision. And you're the entrepreneur. Because dreams turn into dollars, folks. As I've dreamed about some of these things, and I've put it in writing, and I've come up with a vision for the company, where we're going, what's this thing look like? Dreams turn into dollars every time. Okay? So before we wrap up, 
If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll do my best to keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week. I've got some good stuff to challenge you with. And thanks for listening. As always, carry on. God bless. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, so make today the best day of your life. Have a great day.